A big reason why I started life design is because I am a community builder. It is in my DNA and my blood to bring people together to create spaces for growth, for healing, for connection. It is something that I ache to do on a regular basis. And after my former yoga studio closed, yes, um, I, I really wanted to rebuild something or build something that felt very similar in the sense that there was community exploration, there was self-exploration, there was this ability to connect with one another, explore ideas, explore experiences with one another, and really grow and heal as a collective. And so much of what we do here at Life Design is about, you know, what is the individual experience, but also how does that exploration of the individual experience then inform how we relate to one another and expand in a community and societal sense. So all that being said, today is the first episode where we will be taking a question from the community to explore in this whole episode. Um, I'm so excited about getting taking a question from from one of you and doing a deep dive into what the solutions to that question can look like and feel like. And additionally, I am not just doing it on my own today. I'm, I'm bringing on my assistant, Kimmy Ann Dunn, who does so much of the behind the scenes work here at Life Design, who is also a incredible human being with deep wisdom as well. So I'm excited to share with you our conversation where we explored the question of how to quit quitting. One of our wonderful community members wrote to us with this question that um, I'll read to you now for a little bit, bit of preface and context for what we're going to be exploring today in this episode. So she writes, how do I stop quitting? Things are growing great and then my motivation fizzles and I quit. I know what I should do, for instance, exercise, dieting, and budgeting, all is well, and then one setback and I fall off the wagon, so to say. How do I immediately brush myself off and continue? And let me just say, I think that so many of us, virtually every human being on the planet can relate to this. <laughs> the The process of starting something in itself is, is a process, and then also being able to find the resilience, find the the motivation to start again is a whole journey in itself. So today, just a few of the highlights that Kimmy and I get into in this episode, we really touch on what it means to start something and how to take it slow, how to do it in increments, how to do it in a way that feels really supportive and nourishing for ourselves when we're starting something what it means to actually start something and how it requires space to be made and what that looks like, what that feeling is like. We talk about knowing when something is for you and when it's not for you. We talk about what it means to clarify your why if something is for you and how to stick with it. We talk about holding yourself with grace through the process of creating and building a habit or something new, a practice. We explore when to know when to take a break from something, when to potentially come back or not come back to something. And then we also explore the difference between the linear mentality around building a practice or a habit and the ever-evolving learner's mindset circular mentality that comes to building a habit or a practice. So it's a rich conversation filled with personal examples and lots of ways to explore being consistent, working through resistance, and actually sticking to what it is that you desire to do for yourself and for the outcome of your bigger goals and dreams. Welcome to the Design Life Podcast. My name is Hollis Maloney, and today we're talking about quitting, quitting. Quitting. 
Okay. Hi, Kimmy. <laughs> Hello, Hollis. <laughs> this is so, this is so exciting. And this is so fun. Um, <laughs> leading up to this, I just like, I really couldn't stop thinking about Conan O'Brien and his assistant Sona Obsession on their, on their podcast. And I know that this is like an entirely different genre, but and an entirely different dynamic, but I just think about their relationship and I feel like it's so similar to our relationship because they've known each other for so long and it's really like, they're like family more than they are like, you know, employer employee. And that's 100% how I feel about our relationship because we go so far back at this point. So I know, I know. <laughs> and I feel like every time we expand our relationship in some way, like <laughs> me now coming on the podcast with you and, you know, whatever it looks like in our, our friendship, work relationship, like extended chosen family <laughs> relationship it just makes me so happy to be like mm. oh and now we get to do this yeah and now this yeah so I am so happy to be doing this and so excited to be doing this and amazing amazing well um I think that this is a really good subject for us to be talking about because um you participated in the illuminated course <clears throat> last year it was, sure. yeah, this, this, uh, it was the winter, um, the winter session. Yeah, yes. the winter session. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is definitely something that we talked about a lot in our work together. And, um, so you have like hands-on experience with testing out some of these, these tools that we're going to be talking about today. And, um, and it's all a little, a little recent as well. So, um, I guess let's first get into what it means, like what quitting quitting means, um, okay. which yeah. when I think about it, you know, I think the word quit, it has a it kind of already has like an, an aura around it of either giving up or sometimes it's either giving up or it's relief in some way, because you can either quit your job that you hate and then like find this relief from it, or it can also be, I quit because I, you know, gave up on myself or I gave up on the project or something. So even thinking about if we're, if we're thinking about habit building, if we're thinking about building practices that are really supportive for us, if we are thinking about creating new, um, new projects or systems or building our new career or whatever, thinking about quitting, quitting, in, in that context kind of already assumes that there's a bit of, just a bit of that extra pressure on top of it, which I wonder if you also have that same experience of the word quit. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I think about quitting, um, I think I immediately go to a place where I feel bad. Like mm -hmm. if I quit something, it's, related to this like negative feeling where like, oh, I didn't do it. I couldn't finish it. It's something that I sort of reflect back on myself and feels like a failure. Mm -hmm. But thinking about quitting in terms of like, sometimes you, it's okay. And allowing yourself to find relief from the things that aren't for you is a really nice distinction of what category we could put quitting in. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that there is often just this really intense pressure that comes with anything that you start or anything that becomes a part of your your day-to-day -day routine or something new that you say you're going to start or something new that you're interested in, in learning about. Um, and even more so than that for me sometimes is starting something that I feel as though I need to do mm -hmm. starting something that I'm like uh this is something that I should be doing this is something that I I need to be doing to be uh, more interesting smarter like push myself along in my career whatever it is and so that also 
takes on a huge, a huge pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like with, with starting anything, there is a huge amount of pressure that I I naturally feel. And I think that a lot of people will naturally feel in following, starting and then following through with Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. There's so much that you said in there that has to do with, um, one, knowing if something is actually for you, sticking with it, even if you feel like it's for you or it's not for you and and what it means to make that decision. And then also the entire um, kind of emotional roller coaster that can come with cultivating something, adding something into your life, building a habit or a practice, because it's not, it's not a linear experience, right? It's not like we add something into our life and then it's just there consistently. Like, especially when something is new, there's a journey into understanding how it fits into our life on a regular basis. And then also, um, you know, how it change changes the way that everything changes in our life. But I guess because it's so new, there's like more awareness, um, at the beginning stage. So let's talk about that to begin with is like how we, start to integrate something that is new, whether it be, you know, a daily, a daily routine or a practice of like a new hobby or whatever it is and how we integrate that into our lives. I always like to think of it as I had this one, I took a running class um, a while ago and I always, this, this teacher described the running experiences. You want to get to a place that you can manage um, right from the beginning. So you're in like the slow jog, imagine yourself, you're in the slow jog and your heart rate is starting to build and you want to get comfortable right there before you increase your speed or increase the incline or whatever it is. So you get comfortable there and then you only increase by, you know, a little bit. And then once you increase, you stay there and hold steady until you're comfortable there with your heart rate, with your breathing and everything. And then you maybe add on a little bit more. And I always like to think of habit building or integrating something new in that same way where you, you know, it's going to push your edges at the beginning, at the the beginning, no matter what, because, you know, our lives are, there's, there's so much in them already. So then to add in something new, you have to kind of reorganize everything else and create space for it. And so doing that in itself asks you to get comfortable and asks for you to stretch yourself in some way. And then from there, once you've gotten comfortable with like, let's say it's a a morning meditation practice, you wake up and you're meditating three, three days a week and you're doing it for 10 minutes um, every time. Once you get comfortable with doing that on a regular basis, then maybe you can up it to four days a week or five days a week, you know, whatever feels more comfortable there. But assuming that you're going to jump into everything all at once, that you're going to go from a jog to a sprint and be able to hold it for 30 minutes, you know, is it not only would be extremely difficult, but it would also be, it would be too much to ask for yourself. And then it kind of sets you up for the feeling of, oh, I didn't, I didn't do it well enough, or I wasn't able to do it. So I'm a quote unquote failure. Yeah. That's like, (laughs) I feel like for me, the hardest thing about building any habit, because when I see something that I would like to start, like we could use the example of, of running. If if I start something, I, I can kind of see where I want the end goal to be Mm -hmm. like, maybe I'll see myself running and feel like when I imagine it, I imagine a certain thing, but you don't, you don't always want to imagine like the, the exhaustion that you'll probably feel when you start, (laughs) when you first start running and like, I'm not really imagining the difficult parts. It's like, you want to get there you want to get to the end goal and you feel yourself and it's like you see that movie moment where you're you're running down the street and you're this like strong powerful runner Mm -hmm. but yeah I think when you give yourself a little bit of grace when you're starting something out you don't have to do the full mile the first time you don't have to do you know be running the whole time but just listening to your body, what your body can handle in that moment and giving Mm -hmm. yourself a little bit of grace and being really 
realistic and sticking with that for a while. And I think that the same thing can go for starting a, a creative project. If you're if you're writing and it feels really daunting to think about writing a uh, a full five pages or something, mm-hmm. you can just start by writing two sentences. And if that's all that comes out for that day, great. But if you start with that little amount, you're inspired to write something else. But giving yourself parameters is super, super helpful with starting anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But also one of the hardest things for me to remember when starting things. Um, And I say this and I don't really do it. (laughs) I don't really do it as often as I would like, but the Mm -hmm. reminder is it's really helpful. And I feel like it takes the pressure off of whatever the new habit is in a big, big way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like when we even have the motivating energy to start something, we have that end goal in mind and we're like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. That's what I want to achieve. And so we have to, we have to have that like kind of adrenaline rush in order for us to actually start something. And I think that that excitement and that feeling is a really good indicator that it is something that it is, it is something that you likely should be doing for yourself if you're really excited about it. But there's also being able to hold that end goal that you're so excited about keeping that in mind. And then also being able to hold the reality of the situation and the reality of, I'll take your example, starting to write for the first time in a really long time. And you're very excited to, you know, write a story, but you haven't really formulated or written anything in a really long time, how being able to understand the reality of, okay, if I sit down and start writing, it's, it might come out a little bit clunky at first and just getting really clear with yourself about where you are and meeting yourself where you are instead of assuming that you're going to be the person at the end of the goal and understanding that everything that you're doing is a process and a journey. And it's about meeting yourself where you are every single day. And yes, the motivating energy that you have at the beginning of the process is going to carry you through, you know, through part of that, but also at a certain point when the motivating energy fades, as it always does, um, coming back to that end goal vision, that, that reason, that why that you're doing it to remind yourself of why you keep doing it and why you keep showing up even when, it's hard to remember that you're, you're not exactly where you want to be just yet. Right. Right. And something that we've talked about while I was doing the illuminated course is like the deeper why as mm-hmm. to why you do something, which I have found really, really helpful in understanding my motivation and feeling excited and actually motivated to follow through with anything is getting in touch with that deeper why. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit more about about what exactly that is and how to how to initiate it? Because I feel like it's really helpful, but it kind of gets it kind of gets caught up. I feel like like many things that are a little bit um, deeper and that you have to reflect on a little bit, I feel mm-hmm. like they get lost a lot of the time when we start something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, Well, I'll just use myself as an example because there is something that I've been starting recently that is I'm really excited about right now. And I know that it's going to be something that potentially falls off in the future, or I am not going to be feeling as urgent about in the future. And it's been something that I've explored in the past and let go and I'm bringing it back around this time. So I have a little bit more clarity about my sense of purpose behind it or intention behind it. So there is a very, very big part of me that has always wanted to paint on a regular basis or to draw on a regular basis. And creativity, painting, drawing has been something, you know, it's in my family. It's been something that I've done um, over the course of my life. And if you 
looked at any of my, any of my notebooks from high school, there's just like so many drawings and doodles all over the place. Going to art school obviously was, or art school for college was obviously an extension of that. But then, you know, it really dropped off um, in my twenties after I graduated college. And so it's been a kind of a part of me that I felt like I've left in the dust and I've been feeling more of that urgency over the last year or so to, to access that part of myself again. And when it first came through a little bit last year, I started doing some illustrations, started playing around with techniques and found myself getting really frustrated with, again, that not being able to bridge where I am now to where I wanted to be. You know, when you put, when you put a pen on paper, you put a brush to a canvas, you have this vision of like, oh, it's going to be this beautiful thing. And then you finish it and you're like, this is hideous, you know, or this is not what I imagined it to be. And reconciling the difference between, you know, my, my skill level and my imagination. And so it, it fell off for a little bit. But after it fell off over the course of the last couple of months, I've really gotten clear about the reason I want to do the reason why I want to paint and why I want to draw and why I want to bring back this part of myself is because it's, it is a part of me reclaiming who I am. And it's a part of this playful version of myself that I have dismissed because it doesn't seem practical And I've gotten really, really clear that this is something that even if it doesn't seem practical, serves the purpose of me feeling like I'm connecting with myself and allowing myself to do something that is just for pleasure and not for anything, not for any other purpose beyond that. If it becomes something more than that, that's wonderful. But so I guess using this as an example of finding your why, you know, there's a surface thing that we want to do. We want to start a a creativity projects, or or we want to even build a business, or we want to, you know, start a health habit or something. And at first it can seem like, oh, this is, this is just something that I feel an urge to do. I feel excited about doing, but being able to let yourself either go through the process of starting it and then stopping it and starting and stopping it to help you find the deeper underlying reason, or even pulling back when you feel that urgency and asking yourself, what is the the deeper reason behind why I'm feeling this urgency? Is it because, you know, if, if I want to eat more plant-based, is it because I, you know, I, I want to feel more vital in my body? Is it because I feel like it'll add to more longevity for myself? Is it because it's connected to climate change and wanting to, you know, eat less meat and support, like what is the actual deeper reason? And then getting really, really clear about that. And again, using, using that in connection with, you know, this end goal vision that you have for yourself as the motivating force that keeps you going. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think with watercolor painting, drawing, I feel like when you get in touch with the the deeper why, it probably brings a lot more play to when you do it and makes it a little bit less rigid. And I think there's a lot of good in having structure to building habits, but also I feel like it's so wonderful to like let go of a little bit of rigidity and ha- have a little mm-hmm. bit of fun in the mm-hmm. process when you're when you're starting something or um, reintegrating something into your life. And that is also something that I feel like has been really helpful for me is just the self-talk around starting something new and bringing in some of that fun and some of that sweetness. Like while I'm doing something, it can be really hard to sort of remind myself to be kind to myself and, and celebrate the little wins or big wins and kind of let go of the things that didn't go exactly as planned. And I think that connecting to the deeper why and just being like, oh, you know what? I I sat down today 
I tried or talking to myself while I'm doing something and being like, look at you, <laughs> look at you doing the thing, even if it's yeah. just for a little bit is so it just adds so much more fun and levity to the process of, of starting something and, and sticking with something, mm-hmm. um, which I think is huge. Yeah, I think what you're describing is so, so key, because especially if it's something like like a health habit, um, or if it's something that is, you know, you, you quote unquote have to do in some way, and it can feel restricting or confining, um, or even, you know, describing the process of writing, even if you, you feel excited about it, actually sitting down and doing the thing can feel like, can feel hard and it can feel really heavy and it can feel daunting and scary because it's new, you know, it's new. You're exploring this new version of yourself. There's a pressure of wanting to do it well, all of these things. And we're never really taught to have fun or to figure out how to make these things more supportive or pleasurable when we're first starting them. I think a lot of us are taught that we, we just have to grin and bear it, or we have to sit down and do the thing and right. you just I'm, do it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm so not about that. <laughs> I am like, how can you make it so enjoyable for yourself? Like if you're trying to move your body more, what kind of movement feels good? You know, is it, right, is it right. dancing? Is it fluid movement? Is it running? Is it yoga? Like, is it something that requires a group setting? Like what is it going to make it more pleasurable for you? Because, or if it's sitting down and writing, it's like, do you have snacks? Do you have a warm tea? Are you writing by hand? Are you writing with a friend? Like what are all of these ways to make it more, um, just more fun and to be able to access more of the, the play? Because at the end of the day, when we're creating a new habit or practice, we're creating, right? We're accessing some of that creative energy. So you you inherently <laughs> don't want it to feel like it's trapped and confined. You want to be able to explore in a way that feels that feels fun and spontaneous. And then maybe eventually it becomes routine and it becomes like um, it could becomes more structured. But especially at the beginning, as you're saying, allowing yourself to have more grace with yourself to be like, okay, what is this going to look like? Let's just let this thing unfold and see where it takes me can then create even more space for it to naturally evolve on its own. We're going to take a quick break and come back right after this announcement. The benefit of truly knowing yourself and working with yourself rather than against yourself is invaluable. It's life-changing. It's life-affirming. It's deeply empowering. And yet so many of us find ourselves detached from our true selves and living our lives out of alignment with our values and feeling like we're literally sleepwalking through our lives. And if you find yourself relating to this, trust me, it's not your fault. It's the result of ingrained limiting beliefs, toxic patterning, and societal pressures, all of that lovely stuff that comes with being a human walking through this world, right? So I want to ask you if this speaks to you, if you can relate to this feeling of detachment, can you imagine what it would truly feel like to feel fully awake in your life? Imagine moving through your day with a profound sense of presence and vitality. How would your interactions change? What would your day look like? When we honestly answer these questions, a light switches on, illuminating your path one step at a time. If you're hungry to feel awake again and fully alive, then the Illuminated course is designed just for you. It's a one-on-one mentorship program that starts at the beginning of each season, and it's a deeply supportive 12-week journey where we peel back the layers to find and uncover and cultivate your true self. As your mentor, I work with you to ensure that at the end of the season, you have a revitalized understanding of your needs, desires, emotions, boundaries, and have a deep connection to your most authentic self. Each week, we take personalized steps that guide you towards the highest quality of life that you desire. Whether you're navigating a career transition, seeking better relationships, improving your financial health, enhancing your self-care, 
boosting your personal vitality or really any other area of life, the illuminated course is designed to light your path and align your vision. I have seen time and time again, how transformative this journey is for my clients, but I've also seen how hard it is to take that first step of transformation when you're doing it on your own. And I can really understand how hard it is when we're alone going through the, that process of evolution with feeling like we've just got ourselves versus having someone in our corner supporting us. So if you have specific questions about the course, what it entails, please feel free to reach out. You can DM us on Instagram or reach out through the website. I always would love to hear from you. And the next session of the Illuminated course begins the week of the winter solstice, which is December 21st. You can visit us at thelifedesign.co to learn more or visit our socials at Life Design Co. All of this information lives there as well. Listeners to the podcast can receive 10% off the course with the code Illuminated10. Check out the information on the website today, and I cannot wait to embark on this journey of self-evolution, self-reclamation, and really illuminating your life from the inside out. So let's also talk about, I mean, I feel like we've talked a lot about the initiate the initiation of starting something, but let's talk a little bit more about like the middle part and what it means where maybe we've established a little bit of a routine. And then, you know, let's say a little ways into it, we start to lose steam or lose the energy. And um, like, we've given ourselves the grace at the beginning, but now, you know, there's the thoughts of I can give myself a break, or maybe I don't need to do that this today, or, you know, I'm not really excited about this so much anymore. So I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do it. Like all of those thoughts that come up when you're kind of in the, the middle period, And I say middle period as if there's like an end to this journey, which I don't think that there is necessarily an end, but you know, that, um, that kind of next phase of the creation and development process of, okay, now I have to stick with it because that urgency that I felt at the beginning or that, that motivating force is sort of dissipated a little bit. So what comes to mind for you when, when we're talking about all of that? (laughs) Well, what comes to mind immediately is I've been trying to meditate more and I've been trying to bring more of a meditation practice into my day-to-day and it started off really strong. I knew I needed it. I was feeling chaotic when I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start meditating. I was reading this book, um, called (laughs) the power of meditation. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I am. I am in it. I'm a girl who meditates. It's become a part of my personality. And I was doing it for 20 minutes a day. It, it was great. And then I started getting really bored Mm -hmm. while I was meditating. I was like, Oh, I don't feel like it. I, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm really into it. Let me give myself a little meditation break. And I, I really have given myself <laughs> a meditation break and I come back every once in a while and I'll, and I'll do it for 10 minutes or so. And it's, and it's nice, but there's a part of there. I don't, I don't totally know how to answer the question because I'm like, part of me wonders if, if I could go to, let's say five minutes a day just to just to have have a little bit more of a routine or if I just need a a break altogether but coming back to it and starting it back up again I feel like has been something that I'm thinking about every day it's like this it's like this little it's like this little voice in the back of my head that's like you're not you're not meditating do you, do you need to meditate? Do you not need to meditate? You know, and it's all of the, the excitement and the peacefulness that I was finding from it when I started the meditation practice and um, started trying to integrate that more into my day-to-day has, has shifted. It's not totally gone, but it's shifted. And it has a bit of that 
that pressure again. And, and it's like, I, I, I know what I could do, but it, I can see it going in so many different directions. <laughs> so I don't really know what to do other than, I guess, like following my, my body and my intuition in the moment, which is what I've been trying to do, like bringing a little bit in here and there, but it has not followed a specific routine, which I had, which I had in um, the beginning. And as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm just thinking about what we were just talking about, about adding, you know, fluidity into the process and adding, you know, personality into the process, which I haven't been thinking about. And I haven't been allowing myself some of that pleasure. And at least in in how um, my, my feelings towards it have, have changed in the past couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, that was kind of all over the place. No, I think that that's a perfect example. And I think that this kind of goes to the question of knowing when something is for you and when it's not for you. Because there's the other the other part to this whole conversation that is there's a lot of pressure to finish things and or to to stay consistent with, with things when sometimes things do require an ebb and flow or we can stop things and not have to pick them back up again. Or we can allow ourselves to go with our intuitive process, which is I really want to do this consistently now and then you know, it'll, it'll drop off a little bit because maybe I, I'm not as excited about it. And then I can pick it back up again when I am excited about it and kind of being able to differentiate when it's something that you need and that you need to apply a little more emphasis on it or a little more structure or discipline around it, or rather than discipline, I like to use the word devotion, like devoting yourself a little bit more to it. Or is it something that you actually can be relaxed about, and maybe you pick back up again in the future, but may, or maybe you don't and getting clear about what is the difference between the two things. So can I ask you a couple questions about the meditation practice? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when you first started meditating, you had like that really clear, um, energy and motivation of like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. And you were just like, it became, it came so naturally and easily, where did that motivating force come from? Like, what do you think was kind of the origination uh, thought or feeling or experience that you were having? I originally wanted to start bringing more meditation into my day because I was waking up in the morning with this sort of anxiety of Mm -hmm. how to start my day. And I just wanted 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes of my morning to, to just kind of center, to relieve a little bit of that anxiety so I could move forward in my day in a more, um, I guess, aligned way, a less, uh, a less frantic start to my day. So having that, when I woke up, just being like, I don't need to think about anything that I'm going to do or what I'm feeling. I'm just going to sit and breathe and wake up essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then when do you feel like it started to uh, dissipate a little bit when you started waking up and you're like, Oh, I can skip it this morning or yeah. When did that start to come in? Yeah. I felt like I would wake up and I it's, it's, one of, I guess, two things, which is like, I I was thinking about the sitting, I would wake up and I would instead think about sitting down for 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. how I didn't (laughs) want to do that, you know, whereas it wasn't, you know, before it was like, oh, this is, this is my bit of peace. Maybe I would wake up feeling a little bit less, a little bit less um, frantic, but then think about sitting down for 20 minutes and it was just kind of like I don't know if I need it you know um so that was one thing and then uh sometimes I would be sitting down in the meditation and just be like oh I guess it's the same yeah I guess it's the same it's either I just don't do it or I do it and when I was doing it 
I would be thinking, I don't know if I need this. Maybe I could be more useful or productive with my time, which is always a thing with meditation. You know, that's kind of always a um, added resistance when you think about Mm -hmm. meditation. Okay. So this is exactly where I was, I was hoping you would go with this because what I think ends up happening for a lot of us is we start something and then we get to a place where we like the motivating energy is sort of dissipated. The initial starting energy is sort of dissipated and whatever it is that encouraged us to start in the beginning, we start to see those results a little bit. And it's right around that time that we start to see results that we're like, oh, maybe I don't need this so much anymore. You know, it's like we reach this level of like, even in in a writing project, I can imagine it's like, or I'm thinking even with like the drawing or the painting, I'm like, oh, I've I've reached this this point where I'm like, oh, this this is nice. Everything that I'm making is nice now. Like, I'm not so excited about this process as much because I feel like I've kind of reached where I wanted to go. And I'm feeling that. So maybe I don't need this anymore. And there are, this is where I think those, there are the two options where you can think to yourself, well, yeah, maybe I gave myself what I needed and I don't need to do this anymore. Like maybe it was just a momentary thing that I needed to do for myself. Or you can recognize, well, is this actually something that I want to do because I want to? kind of uh, push my growth edges a little bit more and make this really a part of who I am and see what, you know, the, the next stage of this habit evolution could take me to, you know, if we're talking about waking up with kind of a sense of panic and, um, and meditation, creating a solution for that, I can almost see it as, the meditation brought a sense of that relief and yes, you could now have that relief for forever potentially, or it could be that you find, you get to that place of relief, you stop meditating and then you kind of go back to waking up with that sense of stress again. And so not to say that that's going to be your experience at all, but if you get to that level of relief and then you keep going, you know, what is, you don't know what that potential experience is going to look like. It's like, it's like you reach this point of plateau where you're like, okay, I've reached this place. I see kind of the view of of where I'm at and this, this all looks good. I don't need to go up to the next plateau and see like an even bigger view. I don't need to stretch myself even more because I already have reached the level of comfort that I was kind of seeking, or I've reached a part of my goal that I was seeking. And so, you know, I, I don't really need to keep going because continuing to move forward requires requires you stepping into a new version of yourself that that will inevitably bring up a little bit of discomfort you know you're pushing yourself beyond the the space that is is easy for you and so by doing that you're you're already going to be like, oh, this is new. This is uncomfortable. Oh, this isn't exactly what I want to do. And I think that the feeling of, oh, I don't really want to do that. Or that thought comes in when we have to do, we have to reach a new, um, a new level within ourselves because it's, it's different. It's, it's new, it's foreign. It's, um, and it, it requires like some growing pains. And like, I think inherently as human beings, we don't want growing pains. Like, we don't want to be uncomfortable, but if we're conscious of it, then just taking those little steps, doing it in ways that is really pleasurable and supportive for us, holding ourselves with grace through the process, taking it all really slowly, you know, applying all those little tools can make that next stretch of ourselves a little more uh, manageable. How does that all sound? That's kind of a perfect description of what is going on. I haven't really been able to articulate it, but it is kind of like the motivation behind wanting to to start meditating is to, for me, was to start my day with a little bit more ease and move through my day with a little bit more ease and peace. And I feel like I got there and I was like, I've done it. I've, I've checked it off. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to continue doing this. 
But I'm wondering, like, I feel like with meditation, I can, I can pretty easily see that it has been beneficial to me. I, I, I find it helpful. I do feel like it adds peace. I, I can see how keeping up with that practice would be very helpful to me. But if you start something and you feel that resistance and it's something that you're just, you just really don't want to start up again. And you're like, oh, I just don't want to, I just don't want to do this again. Like, how do you, how do you differentiate where to sit in that resistance? And when you know something that's just like, not for you, even if it's just not at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a few ways to explore that the way that I always recognize that, like when I'm starting to feel a little bit of that resistance is I like to kind of use it as an experiment because if you're starting to feel some of that resistance right away, it can mean that maybe it's not for you anymore, but you don't know, like you just started experiencing that resistance. It's like, you kind of have to put it to the test a little bit. Um, maybe it just needs to evolve into a new version. So again, using your meditation practice, you know, maybe it means that you, you need to do like a few things before you sit down and meditate, or maybe it means that you need a new meditation cushion, or you need to listen to something or listen to like a visualization meditate. Like maybe it needs to find a new version of itself in order for you to, um, really access it again. It maybe means also that again, you kind of need to explore the resistance. I think that that's what I'm getting to is that you need to explore the resistance. Like, is it coming from something in you that's saying this is uncomfortable and this is challenging me in new ways. And so that's where I'm, I'm feeling like I need to um, not do it because I, I, I'm just uncomfortable around all of it. Or is it coming from the place of this is actually feeling like it's actually deterring me in some way or holding me back in some way, or it's constricting me or confining me in some way. And so it's actually not letting me grow in the way that I need to grow. Um, and I think that the only way to really know the difference between those types of experiences of resistance is to, you know, put it to the test a couple more times and see like, is this really working for me? Or is this, is this, does this need to evolve? Or is this something that I actually really need to let go of? And usually if we're paying attention to it, especially on that kind of level of discernment and, and focus, we can pretty much get a physical reaction that's saying, this is for me, or this is not for me. And usually if it feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill, <laughs> then maybe it's really not for you right now. And maybe it's something for you in the future that, again, you can come back to. But maybe right now um, you just need to actually walk away and develop a new relationship to it or let it go completely. Right, right. Thinking of the process evolving in a way that can serve you a little bit better is really nice because we when you think about starting something new, you're, you're, you're bringing something new into your life. So mm -hmm. naturally you are going to evolve a little bit. Things are going to change a little bit and how you move with that process or, or like the ways in which um, you interact with that process or this new habit is going to change because you will have evolved and allowing that space for that to happen mm -hmm. or coming back again to that deeper why to be like, is this habit still serving the why or is there something else that serves it better? Yeah. You took, you took the thought right out of my head. That's exactly what I was going to say next is checking in with the real deeper reason <laughs> and saying, is this, is this habit still serving this purpose or is it not? And if it is, but you're just experiencing resistance and getting really clear on why the resistance is coming up. You know, there's some, there's something too about actually working through the resistance that I think makes us feel even more capable 
Um, which is something that I also want to speak to just in general about building any habit, which is after you do the thing, usually there is the experience of like, Oh, I, I did that. And if you did the thing and you're like, Oh, that was awful. Then I think that's also a really clear sign that maybe it's not for you. (laughs) But if you do the thing and you're like, wow, I did that. I showed up for myself. I did what I said I was going to do. I did the hard thing really acknowledging that how it, one, how it feels to do the thing and like the, the joy or the endorphins or the excitement or the just self-appreciation or whatever it is really turning up the volume on that felt experience, but then also acknowledging yourself, acknowledging the fact that you did something that was challenging and that, you know, took a lot of energy and effort for you to do and giving yourself just a little pat on the back or expression of gratitude or just sense of acknowledgement of like, yeah, you did it. You know, that was, that was hard. That was no small thing. And by doing both of those things, turning up the felt experience, if it's a positive outcome, if you're like, wow, that felt really good. Acknowledging that, letting that feeling really root into your, into your mind, into your psyche, into your body. And then also giving yourself appreciation for the hard work that you did, I think just makes it even even more accessible to then do the hard thing in the future. And then eventually it becomes like, this is just something that we do, you know, because I want that great feeling at the end of it. And I want to feel proud of myself. I want to feel like I'm showing up for myself and that I can rely on myself. And those can sometimes be like motivating in support of the larger why. Yeah. One of the biggest reminders I tell myself with literally anything in life is to work with myself as opposed to against myself. Mm-hmm. So can I put you a little bit on the spot about your meditation practice <laughs> and just asking, you know, in this conversation and what we've been talking about um, in terms of picking something back up after we've lost steam knowing if it's for you, knowing if it's not for you, is there anything that comes to mind in terms of how will, how you will support yourself moving forward, either by exploring the meditation practice, going back into it or relieving yourself from it for a little while and maybe coming back to it later? Is there anything that sort of comes up for you in terms of, you know, that little voice in the back of your head and how you want to speak to that voice? Yeah, I think that what this conversation has illuminated for me is that what I was not enjoying was how rigid it felt. Like I was doing 20 minutes a day. I would light my candle. I set up, I had the routine. I I, I set up my, my um, cushion and I would just set a timer and I would have my 20 minutes. And I think that that specific routine, doing that specific thing was just feeling a bit stale for me. And so as we're talking about bringing a little bit more of that joy and pleasure and the deeper why, which for me is to just move a little bit more peacefully and more aligned, I think that that specific routine is just not, it's, it's not meeting me where I'm at right now. And so I don't know exactly what it is. I I definitely feel like the the practice is for me. I still feel like it's something that I want to do. It's something that I'm finding um, helpful in my day to day. And I do think that having a bit of a routine is nice for me to actually do it, but I think finding a different routine, something else that feels a little bit more fun and exciting. Maybe it's having like, maybe it is having my, my coffee before meditating or having something that feels like it not being immediately when I wake up or doing something that feels a little bit more nourishing and supportive to the practice is what has really been what's really come up for me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. What it sounds like is this, um, you know, at the very beginning, we were talking about how habit building or integrating something new into our lives. It's, we assume it to always be this linear process, but what I'm hearing from you is the, the ever applicable growth process, which is more of like a spiral. It almost makes me think that especially when we're starting something new and this is very fresh. I mean, obviously meditation has been something that you've been doing for a while off and on. Um, but when we're, when we're integrating it into something that is consistent and becomes like a regular habit or practice, knowing that it might take on a few different evolutions before it really finds it's, it's solid version for a little while, I think can be an expected part of the process and taking the pressure off that it has to look a certain way and be exactly that thing forever rather than letting it evolve in shape as you evolve in shape, I think can help the, the creative process, the exploratory process of, Oh, this, this can be different. This can change and I can change with it. And I love that you also said, how can it be really nourishing for me in the process as well. And making that part of the forefront, keeping the why as the, the motivation as the foundational layer for why you're going to do it. But knowing that the how can, can be different. So I think the last thing that I want to say about the, the quitting, quitting process or the, the habit building process is that it is a journey of beginning over and over and over again. It's never that you're not beginning. I think even people who, who, you know, wake up and do the same thing every day can speak to the fact that every day is very, very different. And you always have to meet yourself where you're at, even if you're, whether you're 10 days into the process or 10 years into the process and reminding yourself of that to take the pressure off a little bit and to really meet yourself where you're at and to enjoy the journey, enjoy the, the experience of exploring how to cultivate this sense of purpose through a, a vehicle of, you know, self-exploration on a regular basis. I love thinking about yourself sort of as an explorer, as you're doing any of those things and just being like, oh, what did I, what did I learn from this today? Or how did this feel? And it always being this kind of exploratory process, a little bit more of a process and less of like, this end, mm-hmm. this end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, is there anything you would like to say to wrap up this conversation? I feel like we really went into a lot of the nuances. I hope that people took away a lot of insight from, from what we discussed and Kimmy's personal experience with meditation. And um, yeah, so is there anything else that you feel like we need to touch on before we wrap? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm just feeling, I feel grateful because I feel like (laughs) having, having that been put on the spot a little bit, I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I think I have a little bit more understanding of how to move forward uh, in my own resistance. Okay. Amazing. Well, I think I, I hope that listeners hearing your personal experience will be able to see themselves in your experience and, you know, replace meditation with whatever it is that they're personally working on and hopefully be able to explore their own journey with resistance and um, picking up the, the process that they might've, they might've left it at some point. So thank you for being so open to share that experience. And thank you so much for jumping on this episode with me. This has been so much fun um, and definitely can't wait to have more conversations with you like this in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what we do here, please feel free to share, follow, write a review, or let us know what you think. We love hearing from you, our community. So if you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about any of the work that we do here at Life Design Co., please feel free to contact us. On Instagram, we're Life Design Co. 
or you can email us at hello at thelifedesign.co. This podcast is a production of Life Design Co. and hosted by me, Hollis Maloney, and edited by Kimmy and Dunn. Thank you again for listening and see you in the next one.